Welcome to the Swine Nutrition Black Belt Podcast, the latest swine nutrition research digested for you. Swine Nutrition Black Belt Podcast is only possible with the support and trust of innovative companies like Novus International Inc., a leader in swine nutrition solutions driven by science. DSM Animal Nutrition and Health is shaping the future of piglet care. Fibro Animal Health Corporation. Healthy animals, healthy food, healthy world. Life Start Swine, facilitated by Trow Nutrition. Distilled science and real-world advice for better on-farm decisions. Eastman Animal Nutrition. Visit EASTMAN.com. Heat stress can start at temps as low as 75 degrees. Combat heat stress with Chemtrace Chromium. Visit Chemin.com forward slash swine heat stress today. Alltech, providing you proven specialty ingredients to maximize pig health, sustainability, and profitability. My name is Clayton Chastain, your host for today's episode. Today we have with us Jenna Brom, a graduate student at Kansas State University. So Jenna, would you mind telling us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, thanks for having me on. So my name is Jenna Brom, and I'm currently a master's student, uh, part of the spine nutrition team here at K-State. Uh, I'm originally from Oakland, Nebraska, but I did my undergrad here at K-State uh, and actually would have worked for my group as an undergrad worker and decided to stick around for my master's. So uh, I've been here for about a year and a half. So I saw one of your recent studies um, where you did some work with feeding increased levels of omega-3 fatty acids to supply more alpha-linolenic acid to the nursery pigs. Can you tell us a little bit about those studies? Yeah, so we had a company come to us that has an omega-3 fatty acid product. Uh, And so the purpose of omega-3 fatty acids is uh, they think that if you incorporate omega-3 fatty acids into the diet, you decrease that omega-6-3 fatty acid ratio. And so in doing that, uh, you increase the incorporation of omega-3 fatty acids into the cell membrane, and it makes it more available uh, when a health challenges uh, is occurring. And so it helps activate that immune system and improve an immune response. And so that's kind of the background of why omega-3 and why we're trying to focus more on that 6-3 fatty acid ratio. And so in this, this product, uh, it was an algae-derived product uh, that contained flaxseed. And so that uh, we wanted to look at that product being implemented in the nursery. And so the first trial was done here at K-State uh, where we implemented that, uh, that product uh, during the nursery phase from phase one to three at, from either a zero to 4% inclusion. And then on day 25 of the style of the study, we implemented an LPS challenge uh, where we infected those pigs or challenged those pigs with LPS E. coli in order to determine immune response. So we would have collected body temperatures and we collected blood to look at different cytokine analysis uh, in order to evaluate that pig's immune response with the inclusion of the omega-3 fatty acid product. Uh, And so then we took that study into a commercial commercial trial with new fashion pork. So we uh, took that same O3 product uh, and we implemented it into their nursery diets, um, ranging from uh, treatments ranging from zero to 3% inclusion. Uh, And what was different about this study was that these pigs in the nursery were actually sourced from PERS positive sow farms. Uh, And so we took uh, cotton ropes and hung those in the pens once a week and collected oral fluids uh, to determine when those pigs tested positive for PERS or if they were gonna test positive for PERS. 
And so in this study, they actually did test positive for PERS uh, about three weeks into the nursery. And so we didn't see any growth performance differences uh, between our different treatments with increasing levels of that O3 product until those pigs tested positive for PERS. And so uh, we saw positive results about day 21 of the study. And so after day 21 was when we started to see an improvement in growth response uh, uh, day 21 to day 46, I think was the study. Uh, and so then during that time, we also, with the inclusion of the O3 product, we also saw a reduction in total removals and mortalities. So it was a, a good study and two different um, health challenges to look at and to compare. And so in our K-State study, we didn't see any difference in growth performance or really any difference uh, in immune response between the dietary treatments. However, when we took that to a uh, commercial site, we did see differences in growth response and improvement in growth response uh, with that inclusion of the O3 product at 3% inclusion. Um, but like I said, we didn't really see those results until after those pigs tested positive for PERS. Gotcha. So the two, because there are two different studies, one at the case state, mm -hmm. one at New Fashion. Yep. Um, so the one at New Fashion, were they challenged with the E. coli there, or was that just the one at K-State? Uh, just at K-State, they were challenged with E. coli. Okay, and then vice versa with the PERS, were they also positive at PERS at K-State, or is it just a new fashion? Uh, we didn't, so we didn't test for PERS at K-State, but we would assume that they did not have any PERS challenge. Okay, so it seemed to like help with PERS when they're infected with PERS, but it didn't really have much with the E. coli. Uh, I don't know if that's a if it's just the two different health challenges that they were exposed to, whether that's enteric bacteria and viruses or the time that they were exposed to the health challenge because the new fashion pigs would have been exposed to PERS for a longer period of time. Whereas the K-State trial, they were exposed to the E. coli challenge for like 12 to 24 hours. So I don't know if the duration mm -hmm. played a role in that as well. Gotcha. Uh, do you, I'll say, so that, that is pretty interesting that it works with like one but not the other in terms yeah. of um, diseases we have right now. Um, do you think it could have been, I mean, this is obviously hypothesizing at this point, but do you think it could have been any different if you tried different strains of E. coli, such as like F4, F18? Yeah, so the, the strain that we used to challenge uh, E. coli pigs at K-State was the O55B5 strain. And we used that strain just by um, looking at past literature and seeing what other researchers were doing when they were implementing an LPS E. coli challenge. And that seemed to be uh, the most consistent strain that was used to challenge. So that's what we would go with. Um, I'm not really sure if a different strain would uh, give us different results or not. But yeah, that's a good, good theory. Gotcha. And then one other question I had. So can you dig a little bit more into that omega-6 to omega-3 fatty acid ratio, like what's really the mechanism behind that and why is that important? Yeah, and I think that's kind of a new topic that uh, nutritionists can maybe start focusing on or researchers can start digging into more, but that omega-6-3 fatty acid ratio, we're kind of learning, uh, so in our diets, it's typically very high, uh, but we've learned through this study and through past work that if we decrease that fatty acid ratio, um, to about a three to one to five to one, six, three ratio. Uh, we're able to um, include more fatty, oh, omega-3 fatty acids into the cell membrane. 
And so then those omega-3 fatty acids are readily available um, when a health challenge is implemented. And so we're able to, um, it's there when the immune or when the immune system is activated. Uh, and so then we're improving the overall immune response. Gotcha. All right. Well, that's all pretty interesting. Is there any more like research that you're going to continue to do on this with maybe different strains of uh, infection or maybe different locations? Yeah. So uh, we actually have a follow-up trial with another production system that'll be a larger scale to increase our rep size. Uh, but our treatments will just have a zero and a 3% inclusion, uh, but we'll implement that omega-3 product uh, into that, that production system's nursery diets. Uh, and similar to the new fashion, these pigs will also come from a PERS positive south source. Uh, and so we're also hanging oral uh, ropes to get oral fluid samples to analyze for PERS and see if we can pick up that same response and that, um, especially that uh, mortality response. DSM can help you prepare, protect, and support resilience in your piglets, providing local swine expertise and complete tailor-made solutions to help you achieve your vision DSM Animal Nutrition and Health is shaping the future of pig care. Well, that's all very interesting. And I hope you get the same sort of response that you saw at the last farm. Yeah, um, me too. Yeah, well, I think that's all we have time for on the show. So thank you for coming on the show. And to everyone else, thank you for listening to the Swine Nutrition Black Belt podcast. Please visit us at swinenutritionblackbelt.com. And don't forget to subscribe to our podcast channel so you won't miss out on the next episode. See you next week. Hey everyone, we're always searching for the latest and greatest research to share each week. If you have a swine nutrition related research trial and would like to come on the show to talk about it and share with us, feel free to send an email to nutritionblackbell at swineit.com and we would love to take a look at your research.